Hello and welcome to a special presentation from In The Money Media. This is our Tropical Turf Pick 3 show for the races at Gulfstream Park on Sunday. Peter Thomas Fornital back with you once again from the Gallery 55. Sometimes I call it Brooklyn Salon. I like Gallery 55 better. Upstairs from the bunker. Susan kicked me out of my own office today. She's got work calls and things down there. I figured, what the heck? It's a sunny day in Brooklyn. We'll sit near the picture window, absorb some sunshine, and talk about these races. And to talk about them with me, we bring in a man coming to us from snowy Saratoga Springs, New York. He's Jonathan Kitchen. What's up, JK? PTF, you know, we did that, uh, we did our little fun uh, uh, too early derby top 10. And uh, the one line that I had in there when referring to uh, our number one selection of who we have ranked number one, I think we, we both agree on that, um, is how exciting it would be to have a triple crown on the line in Saratoga this summer or early summer. And uh, it's, I started to get a little bit excited about that when you said Saratoga. I was thinking it's going to be a fun year up here in, uh, in Saratoga. I'm pumped for the four-day meet. We still don't have, like, full pricing or anything. But I have to say, having seen the, the, the proc prices, excuse me, for the box holders, they were just very in line with, like, normal Saratoga. Didn't seem like anything too uh, intimidating going on there. That made me a little bit more optimistic about how this thing is going to play out. It's going to be great. It's, uh, you know, we've got terrific racing basically – on a dead run from now until you know, Breeders got more or less with all the triple crown prep stuff coming up. Some huge days at Gulfstream and Santa Anita. I'm booked in JK. I'm booked in to go to Gulfstream for the Pegasus. Can't wait for that. Lots of uh, good tickets still available for those looking to go down there. And then also I have selected a random February weekend to go out to Santa Anita just because it's been too long. I want to see our friends out there. So uh, one of these cold February weekends in New York, I'll be out there hopefully uh, sitting in a suite with, uh, with Chappie and the crew having some, uh, having some fun. And I, I coincidentally chose the weekend of the chili cook-off out there, but I think that'll be fun. They do such a good job with all those food festivals. I'm, I'm somewhat devastated not to be out there for Dumpling Day uh, this weekend. Yeah, you know nothing wrong with dumpling day. Uh, nothing, nothing at all, Pete. I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of old dumpling day. You, you brought, you did mention something that I wanted to just touch quickly. Um, Belmont Day typically. Did, did your Horseman's Pass get you in to to Belmont Park? And, and do you think that will will apply sure. at Saratoga? Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, I'll have other hospitality options as well, but me, I've got a, I mean, I'm, I'm in seven ways to Sunday. I got the media credential, which would get admission, uh, my horseman ID through our friends at Adelphi racing. That'll get me in. And then we're going to have uh, pretty sure we're going to buy some tables down in the stretch area as well. Why do you ask? Okay. Yeah. No, I was just curious. Someone, someone had asked me if they were going to, you know, allow, you know, cause in, you know, in Saratoga, it's a big deal. People just kind of get their horseman's pass and that's how they, instead of a season ticket, that's their season ticket for the year. So I just didn't, I was just checking. I just didn't know if you, what you thought. I didn't know how they did it on, on Belmont day itself. Yeah. I mean, it'll get you admission. It won't get you into any special hospitality. I'm sure the horseman's lounge area will be a zoo, but I mean, in theory, you'd be able to avail yourself of, of that as well. I never take it. I don't take enough advantage of that. We did it. I did it once. When was it? Who was running? It wasn't one of the Looms Boldly days. It must have been a, a day with our friends from Adelphi. And, you know, the Adelphi partners will often hang out at Aqueduct at that uh, long shots, that bar upstairs. 
at, at the little did I know they don't allow kids. And I had Perrin with me that day. So we rerouted to the horseman's lounge there. And like she was in she was in heaven. They, I think they had like hot dogs and and cookies. And she was already planning like she wanted to have her birthday party in the horseman's lounge at Aqueduct. And I said, you truly are a chip off the old block. That's wonderful. It's great. That's a great sign. I love it. Let's talk it's like, about it's like, well, the, it's like the first time Austin. It's like the first time Austin said, "Who are we alive to here?" Whoa, buddy, <laughs> you're making me cry. Oh, it's fantastic. And one of the things you do in there is watch Gulfstream simulcast. If you're not lucky enough to be there in South Florida, the Sunday Tropical Turf Pick Three kicks off at two oh eight with race number five. We've got a short field here, but. Uh, contention runs deep. And I, I think there's a couple of different approaches one could have. And I think we're, we're taking opposite ones. I'll let you kick this one off. Yeah. I mean, they all look the same to me. Uh, I, I'm going to hit the all button here. Uh, I have a single in the last leg and, and I'm also skinny in the next leg. So um, I can go through and tell you why, but they, they just look, it's, they just all look the same and they all, you can all make a, you can make a case for all of them. And I think because of the ability to go skinnier later, I think it's a it's it's a fun opportunity to to try to to try to get lucky here and pick up a piece and and, and the one good thing about that is one two three four five is that this race is out of the late pick five so oh, you can play you can play this as like uh, the, the the all turf pick three as you know and hit the all button here and then you know skinny skinny but then you can also come back and play the pick five to kind of press up those skinny skinny opinions. Uh, and, and play the pick five just just regularly without having that heavy lift of the all button in the first leg. You bring up a really good point about using these all turf bets in conjunction with other bets on the card as a way to pick up equity in places and and try to do things in a in a smart way. Maybe getting alive to a horse blind that's in the second or third leg of the all turf pick three. That's something I'm going to probably more try in the Saturday version where I want. Where I wonder if um, that Cuban Thunder isn't going to be a lot shorter price than the eight to one of the morning line. You could do those kind of things. As for this race, race number five, I mean, I see what you're saying. There's not that much between them, but I did think there were. There was one that I wanted above all the others, and that was the four sweet girl Danny. And it's just a race design thing. I really think should get a perfect trip stalking in behind the seven. It's just a classy horse, I thought, for this group and going out for a hot barn. So those were enough things that I definitely want to press up the four. And then I probably want to keep the seven-time passage on side just as the likely early pace setter. Does not have to love turf on blood, but there's just enough strong figures that I definitely want to have something going with the seven. I may create a whole second set of tickets that that use your idea, JK, of this race being – a bunch more wide open than that all for you mostly for a little seven for me in race number five on Sunday. And then we'll move to race number eight, one where my, the first note I wrote on the PPs was tricky for this group starter allowance, Phillies and mares four and up going a mile on the turf. We've got uh, a big full field. As I looked at the race, I really came around to the 10 runner in this spot chicks shadow i think this horse was compromised last time trying to close into blue fractions off the bench has some strong back races the last turf run was competitive and this looked like a horse that i thought might be able to lay mid pack and i could see there being just enough pace between the one two and the seven to set it up for a late runner so i definitely wanted 
the 10 was sort of my A type opinion in the race. As far as backups go, number eight, Strong Odor, terrible name, but some real back class also for this runner for this level, I thought would get a good trip in behind the speed as well. And the five, perhaps tonight, was one I just kept coming back to as a win candidate on numbers who might be the best of these late. And if the one, two, and seven really go crazy and the 10 attacks early, uh, this one could be falling apart. If that happens, I think perhaps tonight under Gaffleone might be the one to be going best late. Those were the three numbers for me. You're skinnier than that here. What numbers do you want on your tickets? Yeah, one of my favorite moves is the old best speed, best closer move where you can take a deep breath, not too much worry and cross your fingers about the pace. Uh, do my favorite Nick Tamaro line right when they pop from the gate, start screaming faster, yeah. um, uh, which is, is which is one of my favorite routes that Nick does. And I've copied it uh, when he's not around. Oh. So people probably think that I made it up, but I'll give Nick credit for that. But uh, yeah, right when they pop away from there, when you have oh, a closer, you start yelling faster, faster, faster. Um <laughs> Uh, the, the best speed to me is, is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, the seven stern chaser, uh, for, for, uh, Michael Max, who, who ran extremely well last time, although spitting it late, I thought still ran pretty darn good. Um, get some time off and you look at the races prior to that, um, close up to fractions coded red and drawn outside of the, the main speeds with the one and the two that you'd like to think will probably ding-dong trying to get that position early. Seven could tuck right in behind them, get first run, and then the five, perhaps tonight, who I thought was the best closer, who ran well, well last time at Churchill, but it's the race two back at Woodbine um, that I liked. And even the race prior to that, going seven furlongs, just kind of just seems to be that kind of uh, dependable closer. And if you haven't paid attention, uh, Tyler Gaffleone is one of those guys, I think, now that – he, it, for a long time, he was a rider where when I saw his name, I was unaffected, right? Like, I, I never was like, oh, damn, I got Tyler. Like, that sucks. I was never that person. But I also was never the person in which where I saw, oh, I have Tyler upgrade. I think Tyler's at a point now where he is upgrade guy now um, with, 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 uh, with the year he's had, with the experience he's gained, the confidence he rides with. And uh, when I see him now, it's a, it's a comforting thing. So uh, I'll just use the five and the seven. I'll use them equally. Uh, no top pick. I mean, I'm always. I mean, if you're gonna, if if you hold, if you need me, I, I I'll always take something forward if I look at them equally, and I kind of look at them equally. So give me the one who's forward, just because I think it's probably a better setup, and I I'd imagine you'll probably get a better price too. Seven and five for JK. I'm looking 10, 8, and 5. I'm going to take another long look at that 7, maybe throw in on some backup lines as well. Let's go to our nightcap, which closes out this edition of the Tropical Turf Pick 3, and with it, our show. Three-year-old maiden claimers at the $35,000 level, going a mile and a 16th on the turf. Uh, I had this one down to 2, but I think you've got me beat. I think you had this as a one-runner race. Who do you like in here? Yeah, I mean, look, I think this is probably like, it's funny for me to say this, but like of all the races I've looked at so far this weekend, you know, I looked at the, the pick five today at, uh, at Naira. We looked at the, uh, today being Friday, um, looked at the, the, the Saturday races, uh, the, 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 the all-turf pick three, and then also the tropical turf here today. I, I think this is the horse I like the most in which like I would, if I was going to bet a horse to win of all the races I've looked at, it would be uh, Ike's Gamble the four for a couple of reasons. One, or five, excuse me, Ike's Gamble the five. I think five. Is it five? One, five. two. Yes, five. Sorry, five. The green one with the white five on it. That one. <laughs> um, 
It's a horse who who showed up last time going a flat five on the synthetic, took no money, and ran pretty well. Okay, kind of popped away from there, was wide all the way around there, gets Lasix now, and stretches out to a mile and a sixteenth. So to me, that last race was just like, hey, let's just let's just give let's just give him one around there. Um you know, make sure that he's ready to, to race now and we'll set him up nicely for what he really wants to do, being an Omaha beach out of a Giants Causeway mare. He wants to go two turns, gets the Lasix, gets the two turns. To me, will be primed to run this time, wasn't primed to run last time. Same rider, same everything. Uh, I like Ike's Gamble quite a bit in this race that doesn't really offer much, so that makes it a lot easier to lean on this one. That may, that was one of my two that I wanted to have involved for, for all the reasons you said. Uh, I love that seems to be figuring it out thing. I don't think you need to worry at all about the, you know, normally we'll say, oh, you know, maiden dropper, but the horse didn't take money. But it, it was because it was a sprint, you know, and now going farther with the blood to do that just makes all the sense in the world. I had uh, Papayote as my top selection in here, though, JK. This runner was in a maiden claimer last time in a maiden claimer this time. I just thought there was a world in which this horse could get loose ran kind of inefficiently fast last time has that angle. I love of just really improved significantly in, um, in getting onto the turf for the first time, often horses like that people expect regression and very often they'll go ahead and they'll improve again. So I thought this horse with the opportunity to, uh, to get loose um, adding Lasix, a couple works that look okay since the last race. I was just going to try to get out of this one with the 10 and the 5. You're looking to stand alone with the 5. Any other thoughts on on this race or anything happening this weekend? No, it should be uh, should be a fun weekend. Wild card, uh, wild card weekend. We've, uh, we've, we've, we, uh, like we said, uh, I think I don't know if it was this show or the other show, we got the, that Derby Top 10 that we popped up on YouTube. Check that out. Yes. We've got... Uh, I got JK plus one with Fergus Galvin, uh, Hunter Valley Farm, Qatar Racing. Uh, we popped up a, a, an episode of Side Bet, which was fun with Lafitte, Terrence, and Joe Benina and I, which we talked about the wild busy. card game. Yeah. We got a lot. Oh, I, I was a podcasting fool yesterday, PTF. You'd have been proud of me. <laughs> what, any, what was the biggest takeaway? We're going to make people listen. Don't go through the whole thing. But the biggest takeaway from side bet, what is your strongest opinion in this sextet of wildcard games this weekend? Uh, we're hopeful that the national anthem mistake happens again at Tampa, where they played a very ratchet uh, 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 rap song during the flyover instead of the national anthem, which was hilarious, by the way. Uh, no offense to, to the flag or to the national anthem. It's just, it's a funny mistake for someone to make. It's not like they played Bruce Springsteen on accident. They played like some, some wild, like uh, ratchet hip hop song during the flyover. Um, I, I, look, I, I think the Lions make a lot of sense as a, as a Super Bowl future wager. Um, yes. I don't think they're the most likely winner, not but I think they're a team. I think they're a team. They have one thing. If they play the 49ers, in that bad Brock Purdy shows up, they are pretty damn good up front on both sides of the ball, which is where San Francisco gives people lots of problems. And it's possible, just possible, that uh, that Detroit can kind of neutralize that. Now you get a um, you know a, a strip sack, you get a you get a tipped interception, and suddenly the Lions are, are are in the mix and have a chance to make it to the Super Bowl. And I think they're what, I think twenty two to one. 
uh, to win the Super Bowl. Last time I checked. Bad Brock Purdy only showed up one week this year. I'm hoping it's not going to be, uh, and it, and it took the it took Baltimore to 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 get him out there. So I'm I'm hoping that won't happen. I I'm not convinced Dan Campbell couldn't just lose that game himself too. So we'll 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 see. If oh, that don't get me wrong. I, don't get me wrong. I I I I don't find him to be a inspiring strategist strategist strategist. That's very well. But, you have a future in politics putting it like that. Yeah, but one thing I will say is that he has kind of found this little niche of coaching toughness to millionaires, which I think is a unique talent, but it only takes you so far. Um, so it's, 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 but it's also why he's had the ups and downs to the season that he's had. But I do think that, that, that you know, the thing about the playoffs, um, and it's very similar, I would even say, to like the Derby. It's like you don't have to be the best team. You just kind of have to be a team that takes advantage of other people's mistakes at the right time to get yep. there. You know, there's a lot of Super Bowl champions that were not the best team in the playoffs that year. A lot. I mean, at the price, at the price, there's no reason to talk you off what you're saying. You, you, you make a coach in case. I'm master of the obvious this weekend. Give me the under in that Miami KC game. Um, Two offenses I don't trust. Miami, I normally would, but gosh, with all the with all the in, between the injuries and the weather and and Spagnolo, I feel like is the kind of defensive coordinator who could give two a fits. Um, and I just don't trust the KC offense whatsoever. So uh, between that and the weather, just give me that under what forty four, whatever it is, and and, and I'll be uh, I'll be done with it. Uh, as far as my stronger opinions, the rest of it I'll probably just muck around in game, look for some opportunities. But very much looking forward to. Uh, watching football and horse racing this weekend. I'm actually going to be out at the Meadowlands on Saturday night. If anybody's there, they have their uh, their MLK races, which we're very happy to help sponsor. So I was going to go out early, watch Cal Cup and and uh, all turf pick three out there in one of the restaurants at the Meadowlands, and uh, very much just looking forward to having the football on in the background and having a good time. It should be a blast. Oh yeah, never. I, this is a fun weekend. Always a fun weekend. Um, the playoffs, the NFL playoffs, is they, 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 they do it right. I, 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 of all the playoffs, uh, this is this is this is probably the best one. Like baseball, I mean, whatever. I baseball, there's nothing they can do to make me happy. But um, basketball gets a little drawn out. You know, yeah. I mean, obviously, the, the one and done nature. You know, the, the one and done nature yeah. of it just ramps up the intensity to eleven, and then you've got you know, I mean, this is. Other than if you're not a college basketball person, which I'm not really at all, you know, this is this reminds me of from when I was into college basketball, the sort of March Madness vibes where there's just, you know, there's loads of games and the, the stakes are high and it's great. No, no sport that has a multi-game series can can match the intensity that you're going to get on a, on a wild card weekend. It's just not possible. Right. Yeah, absolutely. All right, buddy. We'll have fun. We'll be back next week with lots of stuff. Please check out our YouTube channel. This video we mentioned, totally worth watching. Um, we've got some new folks helping us out behind the scenes and uh, a little bit different uh, YouTube-type content for us. I think it's going to be well worth everybody checking that out. Um, you know, rate, review, subscribe over on YouTube and also wherever you get your podcast. This show's been a production of In The Money Media. For Jonathan Kinchin, I'm Peter Thomas Fornatel. May you win all your photos. <laughs>